There's nowhere quite like Piccadilly Circus. Its cat's cradle of streets and alleyways creates an intoxicating thoroughfare with the power to propel an individual onwards to adventure, romance or something more sinister. Arriving can feel like stepping onto a giant roulette wheel. A visit can lead to an illicit kiss, an act of rebellion or protest, a shady hotel suite, a comforting cup of tea, a mind-expanding, drug fueled trip or a comfy pair of new slacks. It's a place of bright lights that make it difficult to hide. Shoppers from Oxford Circus stagger laden with bags down Regent Street. Shaftesbury Avenue offers a starry pathway to Theatreland, Soho and Chinatown. Monopoly's very own Coventry Street links Piccadilly Circus to the cinemas of nearby Leicester Square, while Haymarket and Lower Regent Street take the visitor to Trafalgar Square's art galleries and eventually Parliament. The great thoroughfare of Piccadilly itself goes west, ushering us to refined shopping arcades, exclusive clubs and hushed restaurants. Piccadilly Circus exists at different levels. Climbing the tube steps encourages you to look up, and if you do, you can't fail to notice the on-high grandeur of the place. The green dome of the former county fire office, with Britannia looking down on passers-by, the classical opulence of the London Pavilion, and the Victorian fussiness of the Criterion Building. No other tourist destination in the capital straddles the hub of such sharply contrasting thoroughfares or is studded with such an array of different buildings. I remember the first time I visited Piccadilly Circus. It was the 1970s, and my mother and I took the train from Suffolk to buy the hockey boots I needed as I made the transition to secondary school. For my mother, the only possible shop to buy them from was Lily White's. It wasn't that sports shops didn't exist in East Anglia, rather, going to that particular store represented a rite of passage for her. She spoke wistfully of Lion's Tea Shop and Corner House and told me how she used to visit them in her Sunday best with her beloved only sister, after whom I was named. Here they would exchange wartime confidences behind steamed-up windows or assess a new boyfriend while a better class of waitress hovered nearby always on the move, and careful not to show that she had heard everything that had been said. Once I started to go to the capital alone, and eventually to live there, I collected my own Piccadilly memories. It was the obvious place to meet friends before we went to see a film or ventured into Soho's alleyways to find somewhere to eat or drink. As I emerged from the depths of the tube station, with its elegant columns and shiny floors, to the brilliance of Piccadilly Circus's shop windows and glowing adverts, I had to make a conscious effort to compose my face, to resist the impulse to ooh and ah. I've never lost that feeling of wonder.